although I've been fortunate enough to play at some very big events, I've played at some very auspicious occasions, and I've been blessed to play with musicians from some very big bands, I've never been a star. I've worked as a professional musician for quite a while now, and I do okay financially from it. Sure, I'd like it to be better, and the last few years were incredibly challenging as the pandemic and the bushfires destroyed my income and savings, but I've gotten through it. I think one of the ways I've been able to have a long career in music is my willingness to take on almost any opportunity that comes my way. And also to think beyond just one aspect of being a musician. But that's for another time. While I have managed to survive financially from music, like any other small business, there have been ups and downs. Pandemic aside, sometimes I've been in some very challenging places. A promoter that I was working for once went bankrupt, and he owed me a significant amount of money from a tour that I played on. And to work for him, which meant travelling around Australia, I had to suspend everything else I had going on that I used to generate income at the time. Excuse me. Now that was hard. I ended up selling an instrument just to get by while I was trying to sort out the mess that I was left in after he basically bailed on owing me a lot of money. I don't like selling instruments, I don't like selling other tools of the trade because at some stage, assuming I'm going to keep working as a musician, I'm probably going to want to replace them. And people have chimed in, chimed in at me at times about getting another job. Now some of that I realise is people trying to be helpful and I do appreciate that. Others it's just that they don't really know who I am or what I've done or what I value and they feel I need to put in their two, two cents worth to tell me how to you know, follow expectations, whatever they might be. Some people have told me that music, or at least what I do, is of no consequence whatsoever, so I should do something else anyway. And some feel that they'd like to mention as often as they can that I should have finished my law degree and I should really be kicking myself that I didn't because I could be raking in the cash and living the easy life had I followed through on that. And that, of course, is pure speculation. I think I would have been absolutely miserable if I had been working in a law firm. So as I'm reflecting on uh, a few things this morning, I'm feeling quite moved by the actions of a man who was at a gig that we played at last night. At the end of the night, he came over, shook my hand, he held it to his heart. He then told me that that was where my music touched him. He couldn't stop thanking me enough. The choice to be a musician was not a financial one. I would guess that some people would burst out laughing with that comment. But what it has given me has been worth so much more than money. One of my favourite places to play is Ronald McDonald House. If you're not familiar with the place or know what the charity does, it offers long-term accommodation and support to kids who need the services of the Sydney Children's Hospital. And getting to go there and play is incredibly special. In my mind, music encompasses so many things and touches every aspect of our lives. 
and is also with us throughout every stage of our lives. One of my earliest memories is being with my mum in my bedroom. We were playing with my toys and she was listening to Cat Stevens. I heard this sound coming from whatever she was playing and it just transfixed me. I later learned that was an acoustic guitar. Music has been a constant source of joy, a constant source, sorry, of joy, inspiration and solace through my life. And it will be, be with me until the very end. I've even thought about how once I'm gone, music will still be part of my legacy if I have one. I've already told a few people when it's time for me to say goodbye. I want someone to play Flying in a Blue Dream by Joe Satriani at the funeral. I know plenty of good guitarists that could pull that off. I think it's an amazing piece. And I've also requested that all in attendance wear Grim Reaper costumes, that they form a choir and sing Always Look on the Bright Side of Life by Monty Python. The only thing that I'll be sad about with that is that I won't get to witness it. The first time I played at Ronald McDonald House, I met a young boy named Jack. He was all of eight, and what a big personality he had. Jack loved Johnny Cash. As an aside, Johnny Cash is a man I greatly love and admire too. Some of his music in his later years is sublime. I'm not much of a fan of the earlier stuff, the very country sort of stuff, but what I do love about Johnny is what he stood for and who he stood with. Jack actually wanted me to play Johnny's cover of Hurt by Nine Inch Nails. It's an incredible performance, but there was no way I was going to play that for a bunch of sick kids in the hospital. We came to a compromise and he agreed to let me sing something else. While I was talking to Jack and playing some music, a little girl kept coming up to me, sh- coming up to, me to show me her Unikitty costume and at the same time her gymnastic skills. She was beautiful and hilarious. She then tried to dance while I played. I had the giggles, which is often the case, and so mucked up whatever I was doing. To see these kids enjoying the moment, being carefree with much laughter, big smiles, dancing, was a priceless experience to be part of. As I was leaving, I talked to one of the staff about Jack. The poor boy was riddled with cancer and they felt that despite everything they'd tried to do to save him, he probably only had two or three weeks left in his little body. He'd been incredibly brave in his fight, but cancer had beaten him. As I left, I actually only managed to drive a few hundred metres before I had to pull over and cry my guts out for Jack and for the other kids that were going through such hard and difficult times. Also their families as well. Another visit there was the first time I heard Dance Monkey. A young girl that was uh, there once again for cancer asked if I could play it. Not knowing what it was, I said I'd have to listen to it on my phone and see if I could work it out in the spot. I had a quick listen. I could hear the chords in my head and search for the lyrics on my phone. Bianca was with me that time and we bashed out a version that our audience loved, even though it was pretty rough. Due to the pandemic, we weren't actually able to go for a couple of years. But a few months ago, we played at their Christmas in July night. It was so special. 
And that night we met a new friend named Ashley. What a beautiful, adorable young thing she is. She took an instant liking to Bianca. Most people do, and young girls especially are attracted to her with her pink hair. Ashley couldn't stop smiling. And she even picked up a ukulele to get up and pretend to play some Taylor Swift songs that she'd requested. I have a beautiful photo of the three of us taken by Ashley's mum. Ashley's mum told Bianca it was the happiest she'd seen her daughter in months. A few weeks ago, we went back, and Ashley was still there, but getting closer to going home after almost a year of living at Ronald McDonald House. She'd lost all her hair, but that just accentuated her big and beautiful smile. I took a photo of Ashley sitting with Bianca, and she is holding my Taylor guitar and just beaming. I told Ashley that the guitar is incredibly important to me, and so only very special people ever get to touch it, and as she was so special, she could have a photo with it. The joy that music can bring is far beyond any value that we can equate to dollars and cents. To be part of such experiences, to see kids being able to live in the moment, to be carefree and smile and laugh, dance and sing, or play air guitar or air ukulele or one-time air drums in front of me, is truly priceless. Music truly is the language of the soul.